Eternal Rock of Ages, we want to thank you once again for another opportunity to share your word. In spite of the challenges in our lives, the challenges around the world, we thank you because we have the comfort of the Spirit in your word. Speak your word to us and let us be blessed by your word. Let our hearts rejoice at the sound of your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Haggai chapter 2 verse 10 to 19. On the 24th day of the ninth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Now ask the priests concerning the law, saying, If one carries holy meat in the fold of his garment, and with the edge he touches bread or stew, wine or oil, or any food, will it become holy? Then the priest answered and said, No. And Haggai said, If one who is unclean because of a dead body touches any of these, will it be unclean? So the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. Then Haggai answered and said, So is this people, and so is this nation before me, says the Lord. And so is every work of their hands, and what they offer there is unclean. And now carefully consider from this day forward, from before stone was laid upon stone in the temple of the Lord. Since those days, when one came to a heap of twenty ephors, there were but ten. When one came to the wine vat to draw out fifty baths from the press, there were but twenty. I struck you with blight and mildew and hail in the labors of your hands. Yet you did not turn to me, says the Lord. Consider now from this day forward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, from the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Consider it. Is the seed still in the barn? As yet the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have not yielded fruit. But from this day, I will bless you. May the Lord bless you of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. We have already seen how God went over the events that led to the problems and difficulties that the returned Jews experienced. God noted that their refusal to build the temple was partly responsible for their problems. He also noted that the impure state of their hearts was also responsible for the problem. We have also seen that God repeated their past transgressions, which he had already forgiven. And we said that he was not repeating it because he hadn't forgiven them, but he was repeating it because he did not want them to repeat those sins again. Secondly, he was convicting them of sin rather than condemning them because he wanted to bring them to the place of conversion or transformation. Thirdly, we noted that it was because God wanted to bless them and he wanted the blessing to remain upon them. Fourthly, we said that God was reminding them or repeating these things because human memory is very short. And that is why many people continue to repeat their sins because they forget what they did before, and then they repeat it again, even after they have confessed. Also, God wants us to be confident and assured in his word that whatever he says will surely come to pass. Today, we want to consider the blessing of God, the blessing of God. When God was speaking through Haggai, he said to them, consider now from this day forward that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, that is the foundation they laid in repentance and restitution, he said, from this day forward, I will bless you. It is important to note that God promised to bless them from that day forward, not because they had completed the building, but because they were laying the foundation in obedience and response to his word. You see, once you step out in faith, God is ready to meet you at the point of need and bless you. So what does it mean to bless? It means to pronounce or wish favor and goodness on somebody else. But to make a pronouncement is one thing, and to ensure that the pronouncement actually takes effect is another thing. So a blessing could be to enforce a pronouncement of blessing 
for the benefit of the blessed person. For example, when Isaac blessed Jacob, even though Jacob did it by craft, Isaac said, I have blessed him and he is indeed blessed. So at this time, let us make some observations about the blessing of God. Number one, only God can truly bless a person and the person will be blessed. Isaac was confident that Jacob was blessed because he knew that God had given him the grace to bless whoever he blessed and that blessing will stick. A man may pronounce a blessing upon another, but only God can make that blessing to stick to that person. Secondly, God's blessing is not dependent on our location, vocation, profession, or business. God told the children of Israel in Haggai's time, he said, even though the fruits have not produced anything, even though they are still being planted, there's no harvest, there's nothing. He said, but from this day forward, I will bless you. In other words, God did not need the agricultural produce to come forth for him to bless them. He did not need them to have money in their bank account for him to bless them. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 3, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. God is saying that you are blessed because he is the one blessing you. And he is blessing you because you are obedient to his word. And that it does not matter whether you are in the village or you are in the city, whether you are in America or you are in a village in one place in Pakistan or in Nigeria or in any part of the world. Whether you are in a remote place or you are in a place that is visible, once God has blessed you, you are blessed. That brings us to the third point, that God's blessing is dependent on our living righteously before God. To live righteously before God is to live as God wants us to live. In Proverbs 14 verse 34, the Bible says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So righteousness is the basis on which God blesses us. And our righteousness is not because of what we have done, but our righteousness is because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary in bringing salvation to us. A fourth thing about the blessing of God is that God blesses whosoever he pleases. For he said, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So whoever God chooses to bless, he will bless that person. He does not need to ask anybody for permission to bless anybody. That brings us to the fifth point. A person God blesses is one who is highly favored. In other words, that person does not merit the favor. It is God that is giving that favor. Also, a person that God blesses is prosperous. And that means that he has peace of mind more than having money, but he has peace of mind. It doesn't matter how wealthy a person is. If that person has serious problems that is not allowing him to think straight, he is not a prosperous man. And then a person that God blesses is one who is enviable. That is somebody that people will be envying. So when we say that God has blessed a person, we are saying that God has favored that person, God has given that person peace of mind, and God has made that person to become the envy of others. Number six. In Numbers chapter six, from verse 22 to 27, God spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. God was speaking to the Jews here and said that anytime the high priest makes these pronouncements, they are invariably calling upon the name of God to be upon the children of Israel. And when God sees his name on them, he will bless them. For the New Testament believer, the name of God is upon us because of Jesus' atoning work at Calvary. Once we become born again, the name of Christ is upon us. Once we are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the name of God is upon us. And because the name of God is upon us, we are blessed. Finally, as we obey God's direct instructions, we are blessed. Faith and obedience go hand in hand. So once God asks you to do something and you go ahead by faith to do it, the blessing of God comes upon you because of your faith and your obedience to God. In conclusion, I want us to understand that when God has blessed a person, that person is blessed. There is nothing anybody can do about it. That person is blessed. Indeed, only God can reverse such a blessing. In Numbers 23, Balaam said, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. He said, has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? And then he said, behold, I have received a command to bless. He, that is God, has blessed and I cannot reverse it. No human being on earth can reverse the blessing of God upon another. In the book of Proverbs, the Bible tells us that a cause without a cause shall not stand. Even if the person decides that he wants to curse you, he cannot stand. So it is important that we understand that only God can reverse a blessing that he has placed upon him, another person. Nobody can reverse it. Nobody can curse whom God has blessed. So let us live right at all times before God and we are assured of his blessings at all times. And let us also note that the blessing of God does not necessarily mean having money. It means having the favor of God upon one's life, having peace of mind, and one that is to be envied. That is why the Bible says, he that has found a wife has obtained favor from God. That is, that person is blessed. The man who really finds a true wife is a blessed man. He may not be worth millions of dollars, but because God has given him a good wife, he is a blessed man. So let us work hard to be obedient to God and to walk with God by faith and we shall see the manifestation of God's blessings upon our lives. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word today. We want to thank you for the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary. Because of this, we Gentiles have entered into the blessing of Almighty God. I thank you because, Lord, you have indeed blessed us and no one can reverse it. Help us to walk each day, Almighty God, in the knowledge of your word and in obedience to your word, so that indeed your blessing can come upon us and remain upon us permanently. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen.